Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the... Friday edition of The Drive. It's going to be an abbreviated version of The Drive because day two of the NFL draft getting underway in an hour and uh, with rounds two and three. And there there should be some action involving Auburn players here on this Friday edition uh, on the on the day two of the draft. We'll, uh, we'll take a look back at day one. Man, there's a lot, a lot to talk about in an hour today. I mean, there has been a movement in the transfer portal, both from Auburn and interest from Auburn into uh, players, both football and basketball in the portal. Uh, So, I mean, quite a few things that we will get to here in this hour. Quickly, let's go ahead and let you know that uh, the the drive here this afternoon, since it's hour number one and the only hour, I'm going to give them both credit. Yeah, it's yeah, brought to absolutely. you by Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And um, we, we'd love to, still love to hear from you in the 55 minutes or so that we have, and you can call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, and the number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Let's welcome in a special guest, usually with us on Thursdays, but uh, uh, had some things going on yesterday, and Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here in the studio. Pretty Mark, good. how you doing, man? Doing good. Pretty good timing. I, I didn't know it was only going to be one hour, so we're going to we're gonna have to talk about a lot of stuff pretty we're quickly. we talk today. fast. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can do it that way, or we can or we can talk at, a, at, our, at our usual I thought we'd just talk faster. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just go back and slow it down. Post, two, yeah. hour, two hours of show in one, in one hour. We'll, we'll see if we can make that work. Yeah, but uh, yeah, where do we want to start today? I mean, we had... Um, uh, you want to start with the news of Auburn's latest visitor in basketball? Or you want to yeah, talk that's about a big one. I mean, we can talk about that. I mean, the NFL draft mm-hmm. last night, uh, not too big a shocks, not too many shocks with the exception, perhaps. Uh, well, there, there's what there was one really big one. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, you always feel for those guys. I wondered yesterday, I said, who's going to be the guy oh, see, yeah. that's sitting see, there I, in the green room? I think Jameer Gibbs going 12 is maybe more shocking. Two than, running backs in the top. Was it two running backs in the top 12? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I saw very, that's a surprise. very few of the experts had Jameer Gibbs as a first rounder. Right. And, and I mean, there was occasionally folks who felt strongly about his and, and people didn't think B. John Robinson would go as highly as he did because he's yeah. a running back. There, right. He goes eight. And, and there seemed to be a belief that maybe a team would reach because Bijan is somebody who, you know, very recently running backs like Bijan Robinson would have gone 
in in the top 10 or top 15, and it wouldn't have been a surprise to see someone like that. But the league has transitioned away from that a little bit. Jameer Gibbs going 12 to the Detroit, yeah. Detroit Lions is a, I mean, may, maybe the of, the of the guys who actually got taken in the first round, right. Jameer Gibbs at 12, I think, is the single most surprising pick. Probably not the surprise of the draft because... So much had been made of Will Levis from Kentucky oh, as a yeah. first rounder, and here we are. Oh, people were talking about him as a top five player. That's right. And he was talking sense. about himself as a top player. There yeah. were, there according were, you, according you could, to whoever on Reddit, the, the, but, the casinos yeah. and the sports books had odds you could have bet on him to be the first overall. Did pick. he get to four to one? And it was because of a, a post on Reddit. You know, there was a an anonymous tipster on Reddit who said that Will Levis was telling people that, that tipster that, was that, tipsy that he was going to go first overall, yeah. and people responded to that by betting on Will Levis to be the first overall pick, which. Didn't happen. In fact, Will Levis not taken in the first no, round. No, he's last not going to be the first pick of round two. Do we know that? Is it? I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing. Well, no. There's, there are rumors that Pittsburgh has heard offers from teams. Pittsburgh has the first pick of the of the second round. Well, uh, I guess they could. And and there there is talk that. Pittsburgh has heard offers. You know the same. The same people who are telling you Will Levis is going to yeah. go in the top ten are telling you that Pittsburgh has heard offers for Will Levis from other teams uh, that, that would be looking to move up and take Will Levis with the first pick of the second round. Pittsburgh drafted a quarterback in the first round last year, uh, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. So they're probably not looking to go quarterback early. So if there was a team that really wanted yeah. uh, Will Levis, or for that matter, Hendon Hooker, who was also talked about in this range and didn't go, I still don't get it with him either. Mm. Especially with the injury, they just yeah. Oh, as far as like an NFL like an yeah, end of the I mean, NFL career, I mean, he just he just threw the ball deep over and over and over and over again, and, and it worked. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was great, but like it's hard to get those guys into the league. It's never it's never been harder to project who's going to be a good pro and who hasn't a quarterback though. Yeah. Like I feel like it's I mean it, it's so because guys guys with a lot of talent can show up in the league, and if the situation isn't right, you know it, it can be uh, it, it I just, can be difficult. To, yeah, I just look at like. Baylor quarterbacks in the past and similar styles. Oh yeah, um, you know Drew, Drew Lock. RG you know, three was great until he wasn't. I mean, it, yeah, it was but great, also, it was great, but, the, but the thing with R- it, but the thing working. with RG three is that he could run. Yeah. That he was such a dynamic runner mm-hmm. on top of you know you could you could make it work you know around it. But yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see though uh, what what goes on. I feel like tonight with the second and third round, I feel like Derek Hall is a pretty good bet to to get taken tonight and. I think what we were saying earlier with Bajan Robinson and and uh, and Jameer Gibbs going early. I think anybody who wants a running back, Tank Bigsby just kind of got pulled up a little bit yep. higher uh, on a pr- perspective board. What does the league think of Owen Papo positionally? What do they think of him? You know, obviously he tested ins- insanely yep. well, Colby at the combine, and I think I think Colby wouldn't play anywhere mm-hmm. um, just because he's got that scheme versatility. So that's going to be your kind of core four uh, for Auburn in the draft, and I I would be surprised. I'd, pr- I'd probably be surprised if all four of them went tonight, but I think all four of them individually are guys that can be second or third rounders. Yeah, so we'll, uh, that's coming up right here on ESPN 106.7 uh, at the top of the upcoming hours. So we've got until then. Love for you to join in. All right, now let's uh, now let's shift to um, news that uh, uh, coming out of, of another visitor to Auburn basketball, which has already two additions from the transfer portal. We were talking yesterday. Dan was saying you've done an in-depth analysis of, of Cheney Johnson. But before we get to that, let's talk about today's visitor, Tyron Lawrence, Vandy's leading scorer this past year. Yeah, really interesting pickup if, if Auburn could go get him. I mean, we were talking about, you know, earlier this week, asking Bruce Pearl at in Atlanta, hey, what do you think about, you know, the roster right now? Who, what are you trying to get in the portal? And then he said one, maybe two. 
one, you definitely need to get a wing. You need to get you know a, a Matthew Cleveland or a Jalen Tyson type. Um, and then it would be interesting to see what they did with that second with that second spot. Do you get another big? Do you get another backcourt guy? Tyron Lawrence would be a guy who would be a, a backcourt player that mm-hmm. you could add to him and a really good one. Shot extremely well. Oh man, down the stretch he was yeah. on fire. I shot over fifty percent from deep down the yeah. stretch. This, this Tyron best. Lawrence is good enough that if Auburn signed him, I would wonder about the other four guards and whether or not like you would see even more. Like because because this is a guy sure. who will play a lot wherever yeah. he goes in the SEC, and I I would wonder if and and again you make the, these are calculated decisions. Mm-hmm. Like if if Auburn was that worried right. about well adding Tyron Lawrence could could you know if that, if that could spawn somebody to to leave they could spur somebody to, to to get into the portal themselves i don't think auburn would be no. that worried about it if they were if they were worried about who might decide to leave but and you've got and you've got room and you got flexibility um it, that's the that's the thing, thing i love about so many of these guys that uh, are or could be on the roster is they can play a couple Multiple of different positions. spots yeah cheney johnson a three or a four um, I think Denver's mostly a two, but obviously can be a three in a, right. in, a, in, a, in, a in a small ball lineup. I think the same thing with Tyron Lawrence. He's a, he's a two two slash three uh, in this system, and then pretty much all your point guards um, right right now are, are one, one two or one two. Yeah, guys. they're combo guys, and, and you know that if K and you know KD has the ability to play a little one if you, if you need him to. Um, so I mean, this is a. It's a really interesting spot for Auburn to be in. To bring him in would be would be big. This is a guy who was top fifteen, and and you look at a lot of the advanced stats in the SEC this past year. He was top fifteen pretty much across the board. When you talk about offensive value uh, to a team, maybe the great single, shooter, maybe the single most improved player in yes. the league. If you look at the jump his numbers made, and he's coming off an ACL injury yep. uh, in, in twenty one twenty two. But but maybe the single and, most impressive jump as far as the production. And I will take and, versus the production this and, season. And if I'm a coach, I, I would take guys who played you know for Jerry Stackhouse, uh, especially on the offensive end of the floor. You th- you talk about somebody who knows how to operate and, and, and get things done, and and especially in half court sets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 big. So yeah, you get that Matthew Cleveland on on, on a visit this week, which was what do you for Auburn again? How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about him? It looks like Auburn or Missouri. That's what you, I would you've think. got the you've got the pull, obviously, with the former assistant at Missouri, um, and that's going to be a big draw. Charlton and, Young, who yeah. who was here yep. before he went down to Florida State, and with Auburn, it's the familiarity, it's the being close to home, it's you know the Atlanta connection. Uh, it's just very interesting. I think that's kind of ultimately where I, I mean you can't ever count out Miami in anything, especially this, mm-hmm. day, this day and age, but. Um, you know that kind of seems where it's. I'll be interested to see if Auburn can pick up any momentum or any steam with Jalen Tyson, just because you have Corey Williams on staff now uh, from Texas Tech. He's yeah, I wonder. If, I wonder if he's going to get out of Kansas without. Yeah, that that would be the big one. Also, that would be the big one. Also worth watching with Tyson the fact that he's got a brother from Colorado in the in the portal at receiver. Maybe those two guys end up. At, you know, we'll see what happens. But the fact that you have a pair of brothers both in the transfer portal, one a wide receiver uh, from Colorado, the other a basketball player from Texas Tech. We'll see. You know, we'll see how things shake out. But, sure. but you know, is is it a possibility those two guys can end up at the same school? Yeah, and it'll be very interesting to see just kind of where they they sort out. But yeah, I think it goes back to. I think you get a wing if you can get it, and now here recently, you know, especially with Lawrence coming around, like maybe that that other spot, not as much towards another big man, but maybe more towards another, um, you know, guard or at least a two three that you you can give you some more because I mean they just need more firepower, yeah, especially after this past season. Well, that that seems to lend itself much more to what Janie Johnson had said that Auburn wants him at a four. I mm-hmm. mean yeah. uh, that that would that would then make Bruce, sense that you've got uh, you know Janai Dylan. 
uh, Jalen and Cheney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chris Moore. Chris Moore right. can play anywhere as well. So yeah, Bruce said earlier this week about Cheney. He said he's a, he's he's a three or four. You know, he's he's versatile enough. He's athletic enough to play small ball four. Um, well, because he was six three coming out of high school. Yeah, and and, he, and he's a great rebounder. This is a dude who got about you know six and a half boards last year per game, and and that's and and was consistent as well. When I wrote about him earlier this week, one of the things that stood out to me is he had six or more rebounds and I think two thirds of his games last season for UAH. So it's a jump. Um, but like I wrote earlier, I, as I wrote earlier this week about him, people have been asking, "Nah, Cheney Johnson, D two guy. What do you what you know? Why are people getting that excited about him and all that?" Um, Dan had made the point, you know, on our podcast recently that hey, you know, it's kind of like getting a JUCO guy. You're getting someone who's not coming straight out of high school, but he's played at the lower levels of college. And when you watch him on film. He reminds me a ton of Malik Dunbar. He looked, I mean, his stats from, you know, Malik was from Juco and Cheney Johnson's stats in, in, in D2, their height, their weight, their stats in their final season before coming out were very, very similar. And so, I, and you watch him play great dunkers, um, you know, guys who are going to be really, really tough, hard nosed dudes on defense and on the boards. And I just, I think if Auburn fans like right now, if, if you'd have said, hey, would you take another Malik Dunbar? Knowing that he's probably not a star player for you, or not a superstar, not one of your leaders, but a guy, you, yeah, I bet. I think every single Auburn fan would love to see another Malik Nomar. And I see a lot of similarities in Chaney Johnson, and I think that's a, that's the type of player you absolutely want. The, the Chaney, Chaney shot forty six percent from three as a sophomore, yeah. though. Yeah. Malik never shot. Malik never shot. Now Malik got better as a three point shooter here. He, he finished his career thirty six, thirty seven percent three point shooter, which is which was really good. Yeah, that was the other thing of Malik coming out of coming out of JUCO is that he was a sub thirty percent three point shooter, mm-hmm. so he did really well. I know last year was a step back for Chaney in that regard. But also, he—I mean—he still found ways to be very efficient, and and especially he dunks just so well, and he finishes off breaks. He's a great cutter too. Jason made the comparison to Anthony Mclemore, especially after Cheney talked about playing some four or and being a true talk, stretch the, four. The, the is what he was a, just thinking. The talk, yeah, the talk of being a stretch four is like I'm just try, I'm trying to imagine a. Like Cheney as a Cheney as a four, like what that ought. I mean, I imagine you'd yeah. want to be real up tempo and and real fast. Yeah, I, I, in an I think it would, with I think it would have a lot of I think it would have a lot of comparisons to when Auburn played kind of more of a small small ball kind yeah. of lineup. And, and, and think about it this way: I mean, uh, Jalen Williams is only an inch taller than him, you know, and, and and so that kind of player can play in the in the four. But yeah, it would be. Um, you know, I'll tell you another another re, not the same type of player, but the same type of kind of format. There were times during his season at Auburn that Isaac Okora was a four that you played him. You you played him out there and, and let him kind of operate as that as that stretch four type of uh, option. So I think that's the kind of it should be a lot more versatile. You know, last year Auburn was very here's your one, here's your two, here's yep. your three, here's your four, here's your five, here's set. your backups. Yeah. I think you're going to get a lot of more kind of and, and the year before like that was too because you knew for a fact. Jabari was a four. Oh, Walker, Walker was, was a five. five. Yeah. Yep. Wendell was a one no matter what. Yep. Yeah, this, this, is, this has got the possibility of if you get a couple of these guys, have like eight guys at um, six of them, you're, you're just, or seven of them. Yeah. You just can put out there. I mean, Janai's going to be a five. Janai and Dylan are fives. But yeah. That's, but I mean, the other guys that get out there could play a couple of different spots, I different know. different guys yeah. at the one, two, three, and four. I would definitely. And then when you look at a guy like Jalen, you could play Jalen as a small ball five. Sure, you could. Because yeah. that's what he did as a sophomore. So, yeah, he's he, he definitely makes sense. There. We, we expected Auburn to pursue wings going into the offseason, you know, especially if Alan Flanagan was done playing college basketball at Auburn. 
you know, don't want to don't want to push anybody out the door. It seems like seems likely. Seems like the expectations are, you know, that, yeah. that, that Alan Flanagan won't. won't and be he's and and, and, well, he's, and and there's been some conflicting info out there about about Alan and, and like or like the whole process. He didn't have to declare for the draft because he's a senior. That no. is, I think his age matters too. It's it's like well, I think you can only do it twice, are, right? And that was the other thing. I think that was something that I mean, I asked Bruce about Alan in Atlanta, and I was like, hey, you know, what's you know what what do you what are you expecting? What are you thinking? And he's like, he's going to graduate. And he's going to evaluate. Well, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting when Matthew Cleveland said they're you know they need a replacement for Allen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows it. I think everybody knows it at this point. But you know, it's not a situation where it's, it's his official. call. It's yeah. his call when he graduates. And and his dad not being here anymore right. is going to obviously play a play a big part. Mm-hmm. I think Allen because he's completed four years of college and he's twenty two. Like I think I think he's automatically in, and so then it's yes. a matter of just yes. want to. He doesn't have to declare. Drew, for right. Drew Timmy's doing the same yeah. thing at Gonzaga right now. We need to get to our first break. We'll uh, shift to football when we come back. Love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety. It's the uh, shortened edition of the Friday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Before we continue, yep. Justin, uh, I mean, as we said, there's a lot Ooh. going on right now. Just Absolutely. Talk, talk about what all uh, you got going at The Observer, what's coming up. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we've talked a lot of roster stuff. So we've got a basketball tracker and a football roster tracker. So you can keep track of transfer portal, who's in, who's out, scholarships, all that. The, that's The Observer for subscribers. Had a mailbag out today, podcast uh, with myself, Painter, and Dan. Uh, we've got uh, newsletters throughout the week. Um, I, I did I've, I did a full breakdown of Cheney Johnson that you can read. I wrote about Derek Hall, who should be going tonight, and why. I mean, every class uh, every class of guys who go up from Auburn from the from Auburn to the NFL. I usually have one guy that I'm like riding hard for. You know, mm-hmm. I think this dude's gonna, Derek Hall is my pick this year, not just because he's the highest. I uh, just I have a I have a gut feeling that Derek Hall is just going to be a really good NFL player for a while, and I think he's one of those dudes that Auburn fans are going to want to watch and keep an eye on because you know he's going to represent Auburn really really well. And so talking about that, um, but plenty of stuff at the, at the site, plenty of stuff coming the next few weeks. AuburnReserve.com, six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year for a subscription. Everything we do gets sent to your email inbox, and we put out at least one thing uh, each weekday. At 6 a.m. Central Time. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, tracking the roster, two uh, subtractions from yep. Auburn football and uh, a player entering the portal today that I don't think there's any question that uh, Auburn has to be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. So you get two, I mean, probably since since you guys went off the air, yeah. Tabichi to to O'Coley. last night, yeah. Yeah, Tabichi O'Coley entering the transfer portal. Um, and then this morning, uh, the official word of Craig McDonald entering the portal. Both guys didn't hear a ton about him in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of on down the depth chart makes sense um, to you know move on. And, and Auburn gets a few more scholarships they can play around with if they want to use them. 
uh, here uh, upcoming. And then, yeah, the the big news in – I really think the big news in college football so far today in the portal, Casey Thompson, former Texas starting quarterback, former Nebraska starting quarterback, entering the portal. Uh, Nebraska, you know, obviously hired uh, a new head coach, and new coaching staff this offseason. They brought Jeff Sims in from Georgia Tech. Sims is most likely going to be the guy who's starting in Lincoln this year. Thompson in the transfer portal, twenty four years old, and has played a lot of college football. Yeah, and he had uh, he had shoulder surgery yep. and missed the early part of the spring. I've seen some video of him in the last few days. Looks like the shoulder's fine right now, but a uh, a good track record. Uh, his dad and brother were quarterbacks at Oklahoma. He was very highly touted coming out of high school. Went to Texas. Was the starter there until Quinn Ewers signed and was a graduate transfer to Nebraska. I believe he has six 300-yard game, 300-yard passing games uh, over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, 63% passer the last two years, yards per attempt above eight. Uh, 41 touchdowns, 19 interceptions over the last. I mean, those are good numbers that honestly Auburn has just not had in the passing game and, for a while. And good numbers for, I mean, let's, let's face it, uh, uh, neither of those teams were great teams no. over the last couple of years either. One of the ones that that, that uh, stands out to me last his last game, Iowa. Thompson, that Iowa defense. You know, by the way, that Iowa defense having having so many guys um, who are going to get drafted yeah. or, or come. Oh man, closer. he had a great game. Yeah, you got the numbers. Uh, he had, yeah, it was uh, two. It was like around two hundred and eighty yards. Twenty for thirty, sixty-seven uh, percent completion, uh, two hundred and seventy-eight yards, three touchdowns, no picks. no picks. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, against an Iowa team that like they had two first rounders on defense last night, um, and was one of the better defenses in college football last year. So I mean, he's got and, it. He, he's got a lot of what you would want. And Not three a, three different games with five passing touchdowns during the twenty twenty one season when he was mm-hmm. in Texas. Three conference games where he had at least five passing yeah. touchdowns. Five touchdowns against Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout. Five touchdowns and one interception against Texas Tech. And uh, he had a five touch. He had a six touchdown game against Kansas towards the end of that season uh, with Texas. He was in the portal at Texas, and there are folks who thought maybe Auburn. If you go back to yes, this, right, this would have been after. The 2021 season, mm-hmm. uh, he went into the portal. It ended up at Nebraska, where his father played. Uh, right, or is that Oklahoma? No, Oklahoma is where his dad played. Right. But, yeah. his, but he was he was and at, brother. That's right. He went from Texas to uh, had a great game against Oklahoma, and then and his brother went uh, Utah. Uh, Oklahoma right. finished to Utah. his career at Utah. Uh, but right. the, uh, yeah, he was Kendall. in the portal. He was in the portal after the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. There was talk that maybe Auburn would be interested. He ends up in Nebraska. I, I have more confidence in this staff to uh, to get somebody. Than, also, than, than last well, year. Well, and if, and if you're talking about a quarterback who, like you said, uh, has athleticism and tends to make plays with his feet mm-hmm. on top of... Yeah, he's a guy can, that can move on. as yeah, well. That, that would also, you know, I, I could see why maybe Hugh Freeze runs an offense that's more attractive to a quarterback like that than yeah. uh, what Auburn had previously. And, and is it uh, just coincidental that Hugh Freeze said just... Was it yesterday last or the night, day before? Last night in Hustle. Maybe tomorrow. He goes talking about not pursuing certain quarterbacks and saying, but who knows, maybe tomorrow... Uh, somebody goes in and we go. Oh, he could be. He could be all right. Yeah, Casey Thompson feels like the one that you would wait for for Auburn. And this is a guy that I've had my eye on really all spring oh, since the portal started. It said somebody at Nebraska is going to be gone. Oh yeah, and so that made that made sense. Yeah, Thompson going in the portal. I mean, it would just be an upgrade in the passing game for Auburn. And the other thing that I think would be interesting is a one and done too. One and done guy. You can continue to develop your other. You get Walker White coming in. You've got other young guys you want to develop. Um, but additionally, um, the thing I, that really interests me about Casey Thompson is, you know, if you're going to make a transfer this, you know, 
this late in the game and want to start, you need to be able to be on the ball pretty quick. He's 24 years old, and he's already had a really successful transfer in the past. You know he can pick it up quick. Yeah, well, the other thing is he is a, uh, I believe, each of the last three years he's been a conference uh, academic uh, award. Yeah. I mean, he's won awards. He's he's already he has his masters now from Nebraska and was a was was an all conference academic. Uh, Maybe he can get his doctorate guy. at Auburn. Yeah, you know, or he's, get or get another masters. Yeah, I I think it would be great if somebody had to call me doctor and all I did was play college football to to get to that point. Yeah, that would that'd be probably, really cool. Probably not all you did. No, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> it's it's saying like you know it was because you wanted to keep playing football right that well, you were play- able to get that opportunity. It's not like it's not like oh and then I went back to school and and get, you know got became a doctor. It's like no, I did all this while, while I was, still, I was playing, playing football. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a pretty big flex if, if if you can if you can do that. So yeah, Casey Thompson. We'll see. Uh, is is there any word on on like where, where he's where he's planning on going? Yeah, no, I mean, there there's nothing. Of, a lot of speculation. Yeah, a lot of speculation. A lot of people are and, just just drawing lines to Auburn just because they obviously would like to start Florida being the other yes, one as Florida, well. Florida makes a lot Florida's of sense. Florida's got too. Graham Mertz. The, like the interesting thing is, Florida's already Florida has a one. different. Yeah, that's a yeah. different scenario because they have an experienced, a really right. experienced guy. They've got Auburn one already, and. I, I, you know, it, it'd just be really interesting to see where the first year also, you know, expectations and, and just kind of the vibes, I think, are going to be a lot different here than they are in Gainesville. Not I, to say I that... Think, I think Billy Napier's still selling playing time in the portal, though, to quarterbacks. Like, well, I mean, I'm sure they even, are. Yeah, I'm, sure, though, I'm sure he is, got, but, the, but you know the... But to but, two one-year guys, uh, I, I don't know. that It's just like... I think he's still he, telling them you're, you're coming in and starting over those guys. Like, I, just, well, I know, mean, but you're, uh, yeah, what's Mertz, what's Mertz going to do? I mean... Well, but if, but if you're Billy Napier and you're after another quarterback, how concerned how concerned are you about what Mertz is going to do? No, that's true. But that was a guy you already But I think it makes in. it a tougher sell. Right, oh, yeah. Certainly. Oh, certainly yeah. it would. I mean, like, it, you just told the same thing to this guy, and now you're already turning around and, and trying to get... <laughs> trying to upgrade from him, so... Yeah, I, I think that... I Although think, in, in Billy Napier's defense, his Florida career probably does rest on whether or not he can true. find an answer at quarterback. And that's in the next a, like months. I said, I think I think if you if you're Casey Thompson, you want to come into a place where I mean he was at he was in Nebraska this past year where they fired their coach in week three and, mm-hmm. and just kept it moving. If you want to go to a place where it's going to at least the vibes are going to feel different program wise because it's a year one uh, would make sense. And then obviously, I think you know Auburn should be able to uh, sell. Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's track record with quarterbacks, and just say, "Hey, that might be something that you can you, you went, can align yourself." He went and played with. for a coach that got fired before Brian Harson did. That's last right. Year. He almost he considered Auburn and and went and picked a coach instead. Look, if they'd have lost to Missouri, he probably would have had that. Yeah, <laughs> it well, probably would have been close. Might it'd have been, been a close race. Might have been the same weekend. You're right. If it was, it was one 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 uh, one Missouri but fumble away. Was it Nebraska? Did, didn't they fire him after they lost to Georgia Southern? Wasn't that it? I thought there was a conference loss in there too. Maybe, maybe it was a Georgia Southern. Uh, the, I'll, I'll look into that. The Georgia point. Southern game. Frost lost so many. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to recall which one. All right, yeah, we need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. As we head into the final half hour of the Friday Drive. The Drive. The Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. 
Welcome back into the Friday Drive. Again, a reminder that uh, we're, we're done at 5 o'clock today because uh, that's when day two of the NFL draft resumes. Well, day two starts. The draft resumes. And uh, Auburn very likely to have uh, some players taken since it's rounds two and three today. We were talking uh, Auburn football, a couple of uh, players entering the transfer portal. Justin, are are you a little surprised there haven't been more players into the portal? Now they've got uh, they've got forty eight hours, or sure. actually a few more hours than that. They've got till midnight Sunday. Yeah, I I thought there'd be a, a, a little more, a couple more. A little more. Not, I didn't expect a mass exodus, but no. I think there's been what six or seven, I guess, players if you count. Uh, Cam, Cam Brown, who was a who's really a graduate transfer, Dennis so it's not like yeah. really entering the portal. So a half dozen players into the regular portal and one grad transfer. I thought there'd be a few more. Yeah, I just think Auburn's not in a position where they have to get rid of people, you know. And and so for guys, I think it's one of those is like guys are going to have to make the decisions for themselves. It's not like they're going to be pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like a hey, you know, here's where you sit. If you think you can go get more playing time somewhere else, more power to you. But you know, I don't think Auburn's not in a situation where they're like, "Oh shoot, we gotta we gotta get under the eighty-five. They're they're comfortably under the eighty-five right now, and you know, yeah, they've got six or seven spots, six or right seven now. spots, and it doesn't look like the spring window is going to give you just a ton of spots. No. Like I think Auburn, like best case scenario for Auburn in this portal is you get a quarterback, you get an edge rusher. You get another receiver, another offensive lineman, and another and another receiver, and, I and, think, and they could be. I mean, and you could be fine with they that. They could be guys that are in the portal or about to get in the portal or grads. Yep. Yeah, that's the other thing is that I think again, there's some misconceptions about these windows. Yeah, keep in mind, if you're not a graduate, you have to be in the portal by midnight on Sunday night to make a move. But you don't have to make a move by Sunday. There's so many right, people but, right, that yes, think, yes, oh, yes. if we don't get somebody by Sunday, yeah, you know, no, we're the, rattled up. The windows are for players opting into into whatever you want to call it, free agency. Call it, I mean, what, once you're, you know, because I, I do think we, we were talking about this off the air. I mean, I'm I'm fine with referring to a guy in the portal as a free agent for for shorthand purposes. You know, if we need sure. if we need a word to describe a player who's currently in the portal well, right now they in college are. football. I mean, that's that's fine because but players have to. I mean, own, they're transfers. Yeah, but players yeah. have to decide. Well, I feel like you, we you, already have a word. Well, don't for you, that. But don't you be, don't you become a transfer when you pick a new school? That's right. You're not a transfer not, until you have actually yeah. transferred. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I guess I think you're a free agent. You're a until potential you, until you, transfer until you've landed sure. a school. You're a free agent. So I would think we have yeah prospect. You're open. Reopen. Reopen your recruiting. Yeah, sure. But the so players have to enter into free agency by that date. They don't have to yes. pick a school unless you're a grad transfer and you can go whenever you want and pull That's the right. trigger whenever you want. Just got to be in school by the fall. And, and I think a big reason why you haven't seen more of an exodus from Auburn is because a lot of the players that were on the fence already left. You know, you had that exodus oh, yeah. following mm-hmm. the season and, and during the season for that matter. And, and like you know, it's not like Auburn's in a position where they just have a lot of a lot of excess. Guys, that you know, I, I think. All right, let's take for today for example. You have Craig McDonald going to the portal. He didn't play very much last season at and, all. And Auburn's pretty deep at safety, and they're really deep at safety. Um, to be Coley, they've got a lot of interior defensive linemen now, uh, especially and, with the new guys coming. And in. the linebackers, you know, Auburn, linebackers. Auburn. There was a ton of inside yeah. linebackers in this group, and you're only going to play probably five or six of them. So, I thought maybe an offensive lineman. They two. want another offensive line. But they, I'm just they, thinking yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. somebody who feels like I'm not in the top two 
you know, rotations maybe, right now. I mean, maybe one of the older guys. Yeah, yeah but like. Yeah, I mean they're they're under they're operating under the assumption that they needed somebody else. And Jaden Muskrat's a guy that that you gotta keep an eye on. Um USC of, where, of course getting pregnant from from Wyoming that was a big where, one. where where else is he considering? Do you know? I do not know. Because I, I hadn't know. really heard much nope. other than that other than Auburn for him. Yeah. And and he's a guy that could play guard. Um mm-hmm. obviously you look at it like you know, could play tackle. Auburn play. apparently uh, offered a, a junior college offensive tackle today who is a this year okay this fall guy yeah he's a he's a giant let me uh let me find his name yeah so like in that case you could add muskrat and play on the have him on the interior and then have this juco guy to help you out on on that tackle because tackle you don't need a starter especially if you're operating under the assumption that you know dylan wade and and gunner britton are going to be your starters you don't need a starter quality tackle you could use a starter quality guard if you could get one, but more than likely you want somebody to be able to give you some real depth at tackle because uh, right now Isaiah Miller is the only other guy that Auburn feels pretty good about at tackle. The rest of the guys are just guys who haven't played yet. Answering your yep. Muskrat question, I have not heard of him taking visits anywhere else. Okay. I know there's been uh, there's been reports that South Carolina and Arkansas have both pursued him with the attempt to get him to take a visit. So there is some SEC interest outside of Auburn in the former Tulsa offensive lineman, uh, now a free agent, uh, Jade, uh, Jade Muskrat, who's uh, yeah, in, in the... Um, in, still in the portal, looking for, and th- and there could be a re- you know he could reunite with Philip Montgomery uh, here at Auburn. But we were we were talking maybe uh, because because it doesn't seem like I mean I mean tackle might not be fill, full at Auburn. I mean Auburn has gone and, and and landed two other tackles in the portal. I would think one obstacle for Auburn potentially would be if Muskrat is dead set on playing tackle, maybe a different school could offer him more snaps this season at that position. Yeah, that that's on true. The field, but. Uh, but you know, tackles tackles move inside, and there's a lot to be decided between now and the season regarding who's actually going to be out there. And the player Auburn uh, apparently offered today, Markel Bell, a giant, six nine three forty five, who is uh, who was a freshman this past year at uh, Holmes Community College. He's from uh, Cleveland, Mississippi, uh, and he's got uh, I think Mississippi State and Will Friend have also offered him. Uh, he said he. Uh, was a qualifier, so he can transfer uh, from junior college. But but Auburn is Auburn is uh, told him you know come in and he's got some work to do. But he's very interested. Said Auburn's at the top of his list right now. So there that would be a young uh, sort of potential for the future offensive lineman, not somebody that they're looking to bring in and expecting to play this fall. Uh, wide receiver, by the way, um, a big name just went in. Well, a big name in terms of production. Uh, UTSA's Zachary Franklin entered this hour. Uh, all he did last year was catch ninety three passes for twelve hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns. So, Ooh, that's that's yeah. a lot more. A lot of the guys I see going in, it's like you know. 30 catches for 300 yards and three touchdowns or something like that. I see a, a, gotcha. a few guys that have gone. No, that's, and that's where I thought, we were talking about this on The Observer earlier this week. Well, one of the things I thought we would see in this portal window is more group of five players that look around and see opportunities at major conference schools and say, I'm going to test the waters and, and, and see what else is out there. Granted, the, the grass they might... They say more this weekend. Yeah, I don't gra- know. The grass might not be greener, but I would have thought at... at Priority positions, quarterback, wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive end, corner. You might see someone with a track record in the group of five say, all right, I'm going to go make the jump to the SEC for, for various reasons. Or, well, or make the well, jump into major college football. Or, or, or at least step in the portal and see, because don't you think those schools would take them back? 
one would imagine. I mean, I would think if you, I would think if you're a stud at a smaller school, that uh, most likely you wouldn't have any trouble coming, you know, coming home. Maybe they're concerned about the awkwardness with their coaches and, and teammates if they go into the portal and then decide yeah, to return to their, to their, you know. I mean, their I school, wouldn't be shocked if there are a few more that, that enter the portal here over the next couple of but days. That, you know, players like that are, are sort of what I imagined. You know, I, I didn't think there'd be, I didn't think it would resemble December's window. No, no. But I thought there could be. Uh, big in you know big names at different positions, especially and there's some from, good group from of group five, five guys yeah. stepping up. Uh, uh, the uh, the edge rusher from James Madison uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, you see, you see where he is this weekend? Where Colorado? Oh, of course. <laughs> Why not? I mean, they've got everybody they can go. Like they have, vacancies. they got room. Jeez. Well, and 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 they that's are such a, that's and, such a bad move. And they are they are small at the line of scrimmage too. I mean, they look small. They look small in the spring game. Look, I know they I know they've been terrible the last few years, but like you're going to be terrible for a little while. Like there's you ran everybody off, and then there's like it's not like you can replace them. You already with, have a built-in excuse to to be bad. Sure, again this year. Although yeah. you know we've never seen a coach empowered to run a team off to this degree before. No, no, because you're you know, right. Because the transfer portal makes that different yeah. than it did even a year or two ago. We've seen. Oh, without the transfer portal, you're crazy to do that. Exactly. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're playing with, um, you know, F- I mean, even FCS schools would have more scholarship players than you'd have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the important thing. It's like we were saying during the Harson era. The the number of players leaving. If you're changing a culture, if you're remaking a program that that was at a nadir when you showed up, uh, then it's, you know, yeah, the turnover is to be expected and guys are going to leave. My question is, who's coming to replace them? Like, who are you Who are you selling successfully with your message right now and getting to come play for you? Because if the, I, I mean, may, maybe you can remake things gradually that way. Maybe over the course of two or three seasons, you, you can do it that way. But you need linemen, and you need linemen yeah. to hang around for a while. And I just, uh, it's tough to it's tough to yeah. build a team in the portal. You know, at the line of scrimmage to remake a team completely in the line of scrimmage. You know, that's going to be a that, that's going to be a challenge. But but maybe maybe Dion has, like you said, the built-in excuse of look what I inherited. The team went one. I'm just telling you, the, the team whole, went one the whole, last year. The whole I'm going to get all these recruits. I'm going to get all these transfers. Everybody's going to be happy for me, and you know we're going to get all these dudes. It'll diminish. It. It'll diminish it. if you keep getting your eyes beat in yeah. for a couple of years, right? Like yep. you, you, you know, there will be there will be diminishing returns on that, and so that's why I just don't understand the the whole like, hey, if you if you were here before we got here, we don't care about you kind of thing. The like f- that just it just is kind of goofy. To the me. first few recruiting classes will be crucial, and the the recruiting will only get more difficult if the team isn't playing well on the field. Although that you know, I think that that was. You know, maybe that was expected when when Deion Sanders took over a job like Colorado. But yeah, this is this is fascinating because if it works, what what could you know things could change drastically as far as expectations for coaches when they take over bad programs. The norm of how much you run off a current team, mm-hmm. like if if this works, if Deion Sanders has a good team at Colorado in three years or four years, it's going to change the way it's going to change the way athletic departments view. How they should, you know, the timeline for when a coach shows up in college football, because you know, if you, if you, oh yeah, you're not going to get. I mean, the thing is, you don't get nearly as much time now as uh, as as coaches used to, because and that's going to cut that even 
cut that down even more. Because the resources, in theory, are available to you that weren't there for other coaches in previous years to, to remake your team right now. Just wait till multiple schools are trying to do it at the same time. There are only so many players that are out that's, there. That's going to be, I think that's that's like next year, right? I think we're going to have schools thinking, all right, well, let's... let's Let's change everything. Let's bring in a coach, and and he can he can remake things from the well. If the NCAA, the if the NCAA decided to actually make it tougher for players to transfer a second time, there can't be this number going in every single year. I mean, it's just it's of of uh, of quality players. D- Dennis Do- Dennis Dodd wrote a thing I think about Colorado earlier today, and uh, w- one of the things he mentioned. It's not the first person to mention this, but. I'm I'm increasingly pessimistic that we will see any sort of and, and not that not that it's because I, I don't want it as much as other people do, but I don't think we're seeing any sort of real restrictions on players being able to like No, you're right. I Especially think, when, when when players can claim yeah. there there's mental anguish if they can't transfer. Right. And and there's I just don't think that the and I think the NCAA a lot of these moves have been out of concern about litigation. And I think if they tried to restrict, if they tried to go back to what's going to happen to some of these guys, what's going to happen to some of these guys if they can transfer every year in college, and then they go pro, when they realize I can't leave every year. Well, they, I don't like this team. Well, I mean, they have a they have a, they have a contract and a salary at that point. It's a, oh, they don't have they don't have salaries now. You may not call it salaries, but they're getting deals. I'm talking about the big guys that are used to thinking oh, I can leave every year and go somewhere. They're going to just they, they, it's it's going to be such a shock to them if they can't just go anywhere after every year. Well, they'll, no, they'll be able to go. They just you know it'll, it'll be in violation of a contract and they won't be able to go. Yeah, they, that's what I mean. It's not going to work. They just won't be able to go somewhere else. Like they can go home. You know, yeah. you, you can go and, and leave. But no, you're right. It's going to be uh, it's going to be different. But <laughs> I uh, that's why there's got to be there's got I to be some parameters this thing somewhere. I don't know. Eventually, I there mean, has to be. I don't know. I think we could just be looking at every everything. Just have college be the only just open free agency you're where everybody can go anytime, you're everywhere. Well, it's not professional athletics, right? I mean, it's not the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's, 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 one, it's one year. I mean, it's, one, it's every. I think the sooner we accept everyone's on a one-year deal, right? Everyone in college athletics is on a one-year deal in every sport, and that's... Aren't we all? Day-to-day. We're all day-to-day now. And, and it's... <laughs> I mean, we talked to Sonny yesterday about this, about you know how how different it has to be for coaches that used to build programs from the ground up and have guys in the system for, you know, for for a couple of yeah you, for a couple of years. Yeah, remember how think? remember how Cliff Ellis would be okay in in three years? We're going to be really really good. It's like no, you better do it. You got to do it right now. Do you foresee a scenario where there's restriction <coughs> on, on player movement in college athletics? You know, anytime soon, like like ever. As far no, as we're talking about just. Something, I mean, because right now it appears that the NCAA has very little ability to limit sure. second and third transfers. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, I think you can get a waiver if you try hard enough Sure, for the most part. That's what I mean. Do you think that there ever will be any... It's going to be limitations. tough. It's going to be tough because, I mean, I think the, the thought process uh-huh. is... Unless or until players are considered employees. Exactly. They're, if they're exactly. considered employees, exactly. they're not going to be able to do that. With, contra- with contracts and stuff like that. That's the only way you're going to do it because the counter, which makes sense as always, hey, every other student can switch schools whenever they want to. Hey, any of these coaches can switch, switch jobs whenever they want to. 
Why are the players the ones who Coach, have to... Coaches have buyouts, usually. The players start having buyouts. That'll be, that'll the be year in residency rule went away, I think, because the NCAA realized it was going to be harder and harder to justify it in court. If they got sued and they got challenged Absolutely. on it, I, just, I don't know if we're coming back to a situation nope. where they, they have to be able... They, they cannot justify forcing a kid to sit out a year in a court of law. And that, that's basically what it's going to come down to. And unless unless things change drastically across across college... I mean, there are people in the portal right now, basketball players who are looking for school number four, school number five. Right. And I don't, I don't know if there's an appetite from the NCAA or college athletics in general to, to curb that Ooh, in a significant I... way without, without having to, because I think they know that it's going to end up in a court of law. And I don't know if they think they're going to win. Yeah, I don't know that I'd say that uh, college athletics uh, is, doesn't have the appetite for it. I just know that they know they can't do anything about it right now. And I think we need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Time has flown here. Back to uh, wind things down, wrap it up as we head up to day two of the NFL draft here on ESPN 106.7. Let's get back to the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final couple of minutes here on this Friday. Again, Day two coverage of the NFL draft coming up at the top of the hour. So uh, we're, we're, we're about done. Justin, uh, one more time, yeah. let everybody know about the Observer. Observer.com, sign up, $60 a month or $60 a year. We got podcasts, newsletters, we got roster trackers for football and basketball that you can check out. Ton of stuff. Uh, and uh, subscribers can get it. Uh, every, you'll have access to everything on the site and also uh, anything new gets sent to your inbox at AuburnObserver.com. Now, um, Auburn baseball and softball, very oddly, are both in Columbia, South Carolina. How many, how many this times weekend. does that happen? That's the first time I can ever recall. Yeah, that that, that is a really. I can weird recall part. a lot of times where you're playing the same teams I, at different places. I hope they took one big plane. I I, I really hope that the the both teams. We'll see if we'll see if baseball can maybe steal one or two. Up yeah, there. they That'd can be... they can win one. And again, with uh, with Joseph Gonzalez shut down for the rest of the year, and a lot of pressure on Tommy Vale tonight. Uh-huh. Auburn softball really playing well, looking yeah, to continue it. doing that and winning and, uh, a series in Tuscaloosa is the only yep. second time ever that's happened. And, so and, they and got momentum. Looking like a team that should you know should be in good shape to be able to host a regional a little bit further down the road. Uh, we're out of time, Justin. Thanks for stopping in, man. Absolutely. See y'all next week, Dan. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. Looking forward to, uh, to, to doing this again on Monday. And uh, Brian Matt.